I'm your host, Neha. And I'm your host, Shreya. Uh, and welcome back to our ninth episode, I believe. That's um, crazy. So, yeah, uh, really, really strange that it's lasted this long. I know. Um, yeah, so this week we are going to be talking about urban legends and just like general fun stuff because we realized we have covered cults and we have covered Area 51, but we have not covered urban legends. And we felt like this is something we needed to remedy. So trigger warning, this episode will involve a lot of blood and gore, um, especially near the end when there's a quiz. So fast forward, maybe like 10 minutes, I'm pretty sure, or honestly till the end, because it's going to go on for a while. Please take care of yourself. Um, There is a decent amount of graphic stuff um, described. Um, Now, yeah, just please take care of yourself if that is at all triggering. Do not listen to this episode. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, so specifically, we will be talking about what makes up an urban legend, but also different urban legend renditions that we have all heard of honestly the same story. It's really interesting to know um, who has heard what and how it differs. So that's going to be really cool. And then also one that we may not have heard of and... That's going to be really exciting. Um, so we also have a guest, um, Srihan. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's... Welcome to the badness. Welcome yeah. to the badness, Srihan. It's, it's pretty great. It's a pretty great time. Thank you for having me. I've heard Thank you for... good things about this podcast. From me, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do like to advertise this. Um, yeah. So... Let's get started, I guess. Yeah, okay. So uh, I wanted to talk about a little bit, like how I mentioned before, what really makes up an urban legend. So it's basically a modern rendition of, of, of folklore, um, not to be confused with Taylor Swift's new album. Um, you should also stream it's Fearless, folklore. Taylor's version. Um, yeah. Do it. Um, do it. We'll, we'll wait for you. Well, this episode can wait. Yeah, just pause and then do that and then come back. And then finish. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so urban legends are also super particular to the area that they were developed in. So most of them are actually renditions or exaggerations or distortions of the truth. So how much of these stories are actually true? We don't know. But that's like the fun of it because we can guess. And it's like a fun little guessing game, basically. Um, And so urban legends can really just come from emails, Reddit, any other social media that isn't Reddit, word of mouth and other communication methods. So literally we could just make one up right now and spread it around and that would be an urban legend. Can we take a moment to appreciate how the three like units of social media are email, Reddit and not Reddit? Um, (laughs) Like I love how that's how we've differentiated like sources. Okay, but who uses email anymore? That's true, that's That's true. true. Use email when this file's too big to send over Discord. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) pretty much. Um, But also, like, half of this content really just comes from Reddit. So shout out to Reddit. Thank you, Reddit. um, Making this podcast possible, on my end at least. Uh, Yeah, no, Reddit is a source we use. Um, We try to fact check, though, because Reddit... Actually, no, why will we fast check? Reddit has like the absolute most trustworthy, 100% accurate information on it. Yeah, I would agree. Exactly. Get all of my news from Reddit. I yeah. went off of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, when I, I was actually writing an essay and I put down Reddit as a source and the teacher actually praised me for it. She was like, you know, this is the best source I've ever seen. Um, all the sources I've given you are trash, but Reddit is good. So use Reddit from now on. And yeah. I stand by that. You heard it here first. You've read it as citations in your essay. Yes. Um, so basically, <laughs> when I went on Wikipedia to find a list of urban legends that I could talk about today, I came across dozens, if not like hundreds of stories. And they're all from different countries all over the world. And they're really as old as like the 1800s and not, if not even older. 
Um, so the funny thing is that those aren't even half of the stories that they've compiled. And so I picked a few of my favorites that might not be as well known as the Abominable Snowman and Bigfoot. Um, sorry to disappoint. I just wanted to like switch things up a little bit. Um, I'm sure you guys understand. Yeah, we we understand. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, we'll probably we'll maybe do like another episode on like just Bigfoot or like just the Abominable Snowman because yeah, well, there's a lot of information. That's true. And also, you've probably heard certain renditions of these to death. So maybe, you know, it's time to switch things up. Um, So this one actually is not well known. So everything I said about doing something different, I take back because I told you guys before, but I was doing I did Bloody Mary, which is actually really interesting because um. When I was in middle school, I remember during camp, people would go into the bathroom and like chant Bloody Mary um, three times with the lights off to see if she appeared. And so um, basically in my Pachala, which if you guys don't know what that is, it's like a Jane Sunday school. Um, Shout out to the place where Shreya and I met. Yeah, we're both Jane, if you guys didn't know. So um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically there was this girl in my Pachala and she claimed that she saw Bloody Mary and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. She literally, I still don't know if she made this up to, to, to that day because like she described her with such detail. I mean, it might just be Cap, but like, honestly, like I really hope it's true. I do too, like when you're young, there is the, you know, aspect of imagination. You could pretty much make up anything when you're that young, but it's more fun to believe things are real, you know? Mm-hmm. Because what's the point of life if you're just gonna shoot everything down as fake? Yeah, definitely. That's true. 100% agree. So um, also to give a brief recap to those who might not know who Bloody Mary is. So basically Bloody Mary is a legend of a ghost, phantom, or spirit that was really conjured to reveal the future. So she is said to appear in a mirror when her name is chanted repeatedly. Um, in many people's cases three times and then like other numbers maybe I don't know it's also an alcoholic drink um if that was a point of confusion because I know that was a point of confusion for me for a very long time yeah honestly it seems kind of disgusting like vodka and tomato juice wait it's tomato juice yeah did you not know that I thought it was cranberry juice no it's not yeah and they put like a stick of celery in the water it's so gross oh god where was this made that's another episode (laughs) that sounds disgusting it literally is like i don't know how people drink that with like a straight face it's like acidy more acidy like poison tomato juice they probably let a rabbit in the kitchen or something <laughs> yeah, it's what rabbits drink. Yeah. I was gonna say rabbit juice, and then I realized that's probably not the best joke to make about Bloody Marys. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah, okay, so moving on, um, because of how popular this legend was, there are obviously like a lot of renditions and stories of people who have seen her. So people, some people say that if you say Hell Mary instead of the usual Bloody Mary, then you see Satan. And if you scream her name 13 times, like at the top of your lungs, she scratches your eyes out. So um, please don't do that, even if it's not true, or we don't want to take the risk. I mean, you know, it's a fun experiment. Like, <laughs> do not try at home. Yeah, it's like a Mythbusters episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, people don't really know what she does when she comes out because, like, <laughs> they have this whole like ritual for like conjuring her. But then when she comes, they're like, I, I don't know. So, um, you know, people, some people say that she drives you crazy or, you know, like I said before, scratches your eyes out, but I guess it's just like best to be left up to the imagination. So I was wondering, like, 
how did the urban legend come about you know did someone just go in the bathroom choose to say bloody mary three times like maybe he had some girlfriend that dumped him or something he was like bloody mary bloody mary that also implies the existence that he was english and i'm very much for this (laughs) that's true okay so actually i have a little bit more on that um but yeah like the bathroom part is just so random like yeah. <laughs> Someone was really upset that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, so I was talking about like sorry Neha, but I was basically talking about like the different renditions. So like I want you guys to share your bloody mary stories and where you have heard um your own sort of special rendition. Um okay, I can start. Uh the first time I heard of it was in grade 1, which in retrospect was like really young. Um, but the way I had heard about it was it was Halloween and it was said that if you went into the school's bathroom, you lost it, you turned off all the lights and you spun around in a circle three times and said Bloody Mary three times, um, with the lights off, she would appear in the mirror and give you a candy bar. So people did this the three years that I was at that school. And this is an incredibly sanitized version that I'm realizing of the Bloody Mary myth. Um, so that was the first time I heard it and then I didn't hear it for a really long time. Um, I don't know, I don't, th- it just, it wasn't as popular at the school that I went to um, until grade seven, when I learned about the existence of the Bloody Mary drink, and I was confused for a solid year and a half, because uh, I didn't realize it was a drink. Um, yeah, that's, that's my Bloody Mary story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think for me, I heard it in camp, and it was like, I think, it was kind of like the starting point of like my obsession with scary stories and like weird things because like it was just I was so intrigued um but yeah we did it a bunch and nothing happened and I remember just being super disappointed um and there there we go um raising my expectations and um not meeting them so yeah my joker story yeah (laughs) well my first experience from what I remember probably on an airplane. So I was a little kid, maybe like second or third grade. You know, I was on a long airplane flight. So I wanted to watch like, you know, something to keep my, just, you know, to entertain. So I watched an episode of a regular show, which is like, was on Cartoon Network. You know, it's a good show. I would recommend it. Yeah. It is a bit, you know, scary, a bit mature, but so I remember one of the characters in one of the episodes, he goes to the bathroom, he writes his name on the like the foggy part of the mirror three times. And then out of the mirror pops this like gigantic demon raccoon. And then the whole episode is about him trying to fight the raccoon and him and his friends like trying to get the raccoon back, right? This sounds- on a rabid raccoon running around. This sounds traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, after watching that episode, I was like, Oh, I'm too young to watch this. I can't watch this again. Oh my gosh. That's... You win in terms of, like, Bloody Mary stories. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's intense. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want a rabid raccoon, like, following them everywhere they go? Yeah, and a demon to boot. A massive, muscular demon raccoon, you know, running at (laughs) 24-7. Now you guys know what to get me for my birthday. (laughs) Oh, I'll be glad to. I'll be glad to. I wasn't aware that that was like an imagery that was like around. Now that I've heard it, I'm very glad I did. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right, moving on. Um, So basically, people thought that Mary or like Mary from Bloody Mary was basically just a witch who got executed for, you know, dabbling in the black arts. Or maybe she was like a woman of the more modern times who died in like a local car accident in which her face was hideously mutilated. So um, that's a little bit gory, but. (laughs) Um, Yeah. When I imagine Bloody Mary, I like to imagine like, like a pretty woman appearing in front of you. And then she's like, oh, hi, and then you're like, oh, hi, you know, you think she's nice, you think she's gonna give you candy, she's giving you a candy bar, but then she just, like, pulls out her fingers, she has, like, 
really wrinkled fingers, rotten nails, and then she just jumps at you, attacks <laughs> you. Oh, oh my gosh, wait. So do you know that there's like this Japanese um, urban legend where this woman appears in front of like a lone traveler in like the middle of a forest and she goes like, hey, do you think I'm pretty? And then if you answer yes, she'll like, I don't know what she'll do. She'll like disfigure your face or something. But if you say that she's ugly, then she'll do the same thing. So it's like a lose-lose situation. I might be oh, like fine. making this up. So I'm really sorry. Or like maybe I just don't know the right facts or whatever. But I do remember this. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, sorry. Can't. Wait, continue. But like... I just remembered it. Okay, so basically there was like this woman and then she would stand in front of you and she was like perfectly normal. She'd walk up to you. She'd be like, yo, do you think I'm pretty? And then if the traveler said yes, her face would like turn like all old and like rotten and whatever. And she'd be like, do you think I'm pretty now? And then if the guy says no, she like kills him or like claws his eyes out or something. And then if he says that, um, he or she says that um, that woman's ugly, then she'll just claw his eyes out right from the get go. What if you say she's pretty twice? I don't know what happens. <laughs> Does she still claw your eyes out? Probably, honestly. <laughs> oh, okay, um, food for thought. Food for thought. Yeah, might as well <laughs> cut to the chase. If you're, no matter what you say, you're just gonna claw their face out. You know, just do it <laughs> right when you see them. There's no point. You're wasting their time. You're wasting the time. <laughs> That's very true. Valid point. You know, if we ever see this woman in the forest, I, I know what to do now. Please don't go into the forest at night. I feel like that's asking for something to go wrong. Yeah, we is have a lot of coyotes like in our woods. So like whenever I go on walks or something, my parents are like, did you bring that big stick with you to like hit the coyotes <laughs> if they come Wait. near you? Do you guys have the signs in your parks being like, do not come after dusk or before dawn because there are coyotes in the park? We like, don't, but we have like warnings. We do? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, like on Facebook and stuff. Okay. <laughs> oh, we have like signs in front of parks being like after dusk and like before dawn. It is your responsibility if you get eaten by a coyote. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And it's in the middle of the neighborhood. Like, it's not in some, like, small wooded area. It's in the middle of the neighborhood. That's... That's yeah. hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's from my coyote experience, uh, our neighbor's dog was, like, outside in, at night. And then <laughs> two coyotes apparently attacked it. So it, like, fought oh back. Oh, my which, God. It's a big dog, so it could handle itself. But it, like, scratched its paw or something. They had to bring it to the vet. But yeah, Holy cow. the fact that I like almost started laughing is like kind of concerning. <laughs> that the fact that the dog only got away with a scratch on its paw after two coyotes, I think, says a lot. I mean, coyotes are pretty small, and that was like a Labrador retriever. So, oh my god, wait, those are so cute. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, we're getting off topic. And I need to stick to the story. So basically, that's what people thought that Mary was. But then other people were like, okay, so maybe the Merowitch was Mary the First of England, whom history remembers as Bloody Mary. So basically, an expanded version of that is because, like, she was, like, a murdering British queen who, like, killed a bunch of young girls so that she could bathe in their blood to preserve her youthful appearance. Um, but that was wrong. Okay. because <laughs> I love how you just brushed over that. It's like, oh, yeah, she did this. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, but see, that wasn't actually her. It was, she wasn't that bad. Yeah, sure, she killed a bunch of people, but... Um, the person who did that was actually Elizabeth Bathory, a Hungarian countess who lived from 1560 to 1614, and everybody thought she was a vampire. So, um... That wasn't a tall tale? Like, <laughs> actually did that? Yeah, no. Guys, it was the 1600s. They did, the, they did stuff like that. Guys, it's never okay to bathe in the blood of people. <laughs> it will not preserve your youth. 
Yeah. Please do not do that. <laughs> please. Yeah. Please. For the sake of humanity. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I mean, isn't it like survival of the fittest? Who can run away the fastest? I'm going to stop oh. talking. <laughs> please don't get this podcast sued. Please don't get this podcast sued. Okay, so moving on. Um, basically, then there's like Mary, Queen of Scots, um, Queen Elizabeth's half-sister, who didn't really have any like bloody attached to her title, considering, you know, she was the one who died. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of Marys throughout history, and people were really confused as to which one was actually the bloody one, which is very interesting. I stand by Srihan's theory that it was just like some upset ex-boyfriend who is like English boyfriend who was screaming to a mirror, bloody Mary. And then he like slipped on like the tile floor and then hurt his head and they were like, oh, bloody Mary. Oh, bloody Mary. Yeah. There she goes again, yeah. making me crack my head open for the second time. <laughs> God damn it, Mary. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so a lot of people think it might be Mary from history, but other chantings talk about a Mary Worth, whose name doesn't really seem familiar when you first hear it. So also, you have to keep in mind that the name Mary was also very common during the 1800s, especially in Europe. So it might have actually stemmed from a weird ritual that unmarried girls would go through. So maybe the name Mary might have just come from Virgin Mary, you know, just an assumption. I don't really know if I'm true or not, but um, it's maybe just because they both have themes of purity. I mean, I'm not Christian, so I wouldn't know. But like, that's just an idea. Cool theory, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, this ritual that I was talking about basically encouraged young women to walk up a flight of stairs backwards, holding a candle and a hand mirror in a darkened house. As they gazed into the mirror, they were supposed to be able to catch a view of their future husband's face. However, there was a chance that they would see a skull or the face of the Grim Reaper instead. And that sort of indicated that they were going to die before they would have the chance to get married. So that might've like sort of played into the fact that we stand in the mirror in the bathroom and just like look at ourselves. <laughs> Wait for a ghost <laughs> to appear. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, how, you know, it goes from that to like this huge worldwide, maybe not worldwide, but like it's huge story phenomenon you know that people relate to you know people hear about maybe they get excited to know about it or get scared of it like i wonder how many little children will not go into the bathroom at night because of that story i mean i know i didn't for like yeah. a solid two months that's so true i had to turn on like every do you do the thing when you were little when you would turn on a light and then you would hold your arm up to like one light switch and you'd turn on the other one as soon as you turned the other one off and you would go and you would like do that all the way down the stairs or whatever. And you thought you were like a spy. Oh my gosh. I remember I would like, when I had to turn all, off all the lights off in the kitchen, I would sprint up the stairs because I did not want to yeah. be down there. <laughs> Maybe that's based off some urban legend too, you know? Yeah, we can next podcast episode maybe. <laughs> we don't know. Why are we scared of the dark? The guy who appears in the kitchen when you turn off the lights, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so when I was little, like really little, like maybe three or four, I used to think that there was like a whole nother family that came out at night, like a family of skeletons or something that came out at night. And so when we were going to sleep, they were waking up. So they were like starting their day making breakfast while we were all going to sleep. And so they would continue their day for that half. And then we would wake up and then they would go to sleep. Honestly, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's top of them. You know? That's pretty cool. Yeah, but then it got to the point where I would literally like obsess over finding where this family slept. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> now we're here. Tiny Shreya's first observation into the paranormal. <laughs> and people wonder why I'm like insane. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is super different from what we know 
the urban legend to be now. And so I think this, uh, like, as we talked about, as Shrian mentioned before, I think that, like, definitely Bloody Mary has to do with a lot of pop culture um, with each movie and show. Like, he talked about the regular show, sort of putting, like, a different spin on the legend. Um, and so it's also pretty different wherever you go, depending on who sees what show, who talks to who, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And just like the widespread obsession with Bloody Mary, like, I don't think it's as big a deal now, but I'm like, when we were all younger, like you were mentioning, it yeah. was a huge deal, like Bloody mm -hmm. Mary. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and now moving on to the one and only, um, the killer in the back seat. Everybody excited, get hyped. <laughs> yeah. I've actually, I've actually never heard of this one before. So I'm really interested to like learn about it. Yeah, yeah this one is pretty cool. Um, so basically it was a dark and stormy night. And basically the legend involves a woman who is driving. And so she's being followed by a car and a truck. And so this pursuer, basically he flashes his high beams, he tailgates her, and he sometimes even like rams into her vehicle. So like, you know, as a woman driving alone, she's super scared. Um, this is not okay. So when she finally makes it home, she realizes that the driver was actually trying to warn her that there was a man so this man could be either a murderer or an escaped mental patient who was hiding in her back seat. And every time the man sat up to attack her, the driver behind had used his high beams to scare the killer, causing him to duck back down. Isn't that so cool? And so basically in some versions, the woman stops for gas and the attendant asks her, asks her to come inside to like sort out a problem with her credit card. And inside the station, he asks if she knows that there's like a man in the backseat. And in another one, she sees a doll on the road in the moors, and then she stops, and then the man gets in the back um, as like a bait, I guess. Um, and then another version, she gets into her car, and then a crazy person <laughs> leaps out from nowhere and starts shouting gibberish and slamming their hands on the car. And so the woman, she manages to escape from them, but no matter how far or in what direction she drives, every time she stops, some crazy person appears, that same crazy person appears again and attacks the car. So then the woman arrives at the police station and tells the person about the, uh, or tells the officer about the crazy person. And the police calm her down and offer to drive her back to her house or like a safe place. But then when they go with her to get her things from the car, they find the killer hiding behind the driver's seat. And so at, it turns out the crazy person was chasing the woman who was the ghost of one of the killer's victims, either trying to warn the woman or get at the killer. Um, can, we, can we just take a real quick break here? Because <laughs> every single version of that was terrifying. Like every single person. Surprise! Okay, you are literally the reason I go to sleep with nightmares. Not you specifically, but like this guy just saying. It was that first story that got me. He's like, you know, getting hit in the back of your car by some random driver, but he's like trying to protect you from the guy who's literally in your back seat. I have a question. So you know when you get hit by a car, how you go forward then back? If yeah, the knife yeah. is like this, it's someone's throat. Because that's how it would be if you were behind the driver's seat. And you went forward <laughs> and then you went back. Would it not have already killed her? This is why it's just a legend. Oh, okay. Oh. Every time, like, yeah. Okay, that's still terrifying, though. Yeah. <laughs> Especially oh. since it, like, plays on people's actual fears. Yeah. Like, Driving alone at night is so scary for some people, and then we just made it 10 times worse. So, um, props yeah. to me. <laughs> you know, really beginner drivers, man, I do not want to think about that. No. Have either of you guys seen Veronica Mars? No, no I have not. Okay, are either of you intending to see Veronica Mars? Maybe. Maybe? Okay. Um, then just like no spoiler version, um, but if you do want spoilers, just skip forward about 10 seconds-ish. Um, the last episode, there's this scene where she's driving, she's trying to escape someone, and then it flashes to her rearview mirror, and like the 
person's in the back of the seat and hold, is holding a gun. It was the single scariest moment in this entire show. I was just like, holy crap. Oh my gosh. What a roller coaster. Yeah. I saw this movie. I don't know which movie this is from, but it was basically where this woman was driving alone and then this car is following her. So she like tries to like evade the car, but like it's on one like one way road. And then all of a sudden this car passes her and goes super, super fast. But then it does like, it pulls like a Suez canal and it like moves in <laughs> between. <laughs> so it blocks her and she's freaking out and then she dies. So it was a horror movie. If you guys didn't already know, but um, yeah. <laughs> that. Why are we talking about the Suez Canal um, <laughs> on an episode about killing? The closest I can get to like a real life equivalent of like, you know, killer in the backseat. One of my friends was telling me they were like shopping at Target. They were going back to their car and they, you know, he's like a child. So he goes in the backseat. So we opened the door. There was just a dude like sleeping there. And it's like, they're like, what are you doing here? And he like, you know, they like wake him up and he's like, oh hey you know what are you doing why are you waking me up in my car something wrong he's like no this is not your car <laughs> and he's like oh god <laughs> and you know he just walks away how did he unlock it like he, he yeah. went... they left it unlocked you know oh my gosh that's <laughs> more you know, of this podcast episode don't leave your car unlocked otherwise i'm some, like a good ending though you know thank god he wasn't crazy yeah. person or ex-mental asylum patient yeah you know he was just like a random dude who yeah he just wanted to sleep back. <laughs> yeah yeah okay so basically this story is also told with like a moral so like the attendant is often like a lumberjack or a trucker or some like really scary looking man so um she basically assumes that he's like there to harm him or harm her and um when in reality like it's he who saves her life which is really interesting so like the person who you thought was scary was actually the person who yeah is probably gonna save your life don't judge a book by its cover oh my god ha 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 i'm allowed to judge at least a little bit especially when i'm scared for my life ha 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 Sorry. But yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and um, the reason I really like this one really spoke to me was because a Twilight Zone episode actually sort of like covered this. And so spoilers for this episode, but basically it's called The Perchance to Dream. And it's notable for its protagonist's allusions to that the woman who was killed by a psychopath hiding in the backseat of her car. So in in an episode first broadcast about like eight or nine years ago, the story is before the story is believed to have entered into an urban legend. It is unknown if this was just merely a pure coincidence or maybe deliberately referencing something, some otherwise unrecorded proto-myth or maybe even helped to inspire the legend. So that's pretty cool to think about. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, also, I have something really fun. Um, I have a quiz, um, mental, um, I was gonna say mental illness quiz. It's, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> not even close. Um, it's a urban legends quiz. So I'm gonna give you guys a couple of questions and then you guys can answer whether it's true or false. Um, and so, yeah. So are whenever these all we're ready about to the killer in the backseat, or have you moved on from that? We no, these are like these are like okay. So this one is actually called which um, were these urban le- legends based off of true events? So I'm just gonna like mm. run you through a bunch of them, and then you can tell me whether they're true or false. So basically, the corpse of outlaw Elmer. McCurdy, who died in 1911, was mistaken for a prop and displayed in the funhouse on on Long Beach. That's too crazy and specific to be anything but true. What do you think, Shreon? True? I'm going to go ahead and say false here. Elmer? What kind of person is named Elmer? <laughs> this, was in, this was in the 19, uh, this was in 1911, though, so you know. 
think about how crazy the names were back then. Nah, yeah. Elmer is like, and like a god name, you know. Elmer's crew, <laughs> it has an, it has a legacy, you know. So Elmer <laughs> has a legacy name. It's not a real name. Very true. Very true. Um, okay, let's moment of truth. It's actually true. So yes! you are wrong. Okay. Like I said, too weirdly specific to be anything but true. Wow. All right, in the next one, I might like ruin your childhood. So basically, the backdrop of a scene in The Wizard of Oz shows an actor who has hung himself. True or false? <laughs> Wizard of Oz? Um, I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. I haven't seen the movie in a long time either. Yeah, but just it's like an urban legend. So think about it. Could it be true or could it be false? Do you think that would have happened? I feel like they would have edited it out. Like, yeah. even if it was there at one point, I feel like they would have had to edit it out before it was allowed to air. How did it get there? There's no way. There's no way a guy would have been able to do that on like a set. Okay, after this episode, I encourage both of you to read about what happened, <laughs> what went down behind the scenes of that movie, because like, it was crazy. Don't tell um, me. That's real. So basically, no, no, it's not real. It's not real, but there are others, there's other stuff that happened that was real. Oh my God. Okay, this one is pretty obvious. Um, the legend of alligators living in New York City Stewart, uh, sewers, sewers, ew, I can't speak, might seem preposterous, but a sewer gator has been spotted before. That's a, that is false. And you know why it's false? Because it wasn't an alligator, a crocodile has been found in the sewers at one point. Okay, well, this quiz says that it's true. It's um, true. All right, here's my theory. Okay. Probably some guy from Florida who thought it was a good idea <laughs> drive to New York City with like an alligator. Florida you know? man. Florida yeah, man strikes Florida. again. Okay, my Mythbusters book lied to me. My Mythbusters book lied to me. <laughs> but to be honest, Srihan, you're probably true. Like yeah. that prob that's that's what happened, probably. Yeah. That that is now yeah. like factual evidence on what happened. Like, they're literally just not wearing masks down there. It's, like... Yeah. Florida. Florida, man. Come on, Fort Florida, man. It's like Disneyland for adults. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, you may have heard that earwigs can enter your brain and borrow... Or enter your ear and borrow into your brain. It's rare, but does it happen? I don't see how it could. I see. I see it. I see it. Is your ear connected to your brain? Like, is your ear canal connected to your brain? They I actually don't know. Way. All right, if you've seen an earwig, they're so... Ah, they're, I, I, <laughs> I as a child of those things. They used, to, uh, they used to appear and, like, I would look in the mirror and see it on the wall behind me. I would die of fear. Like, that has to be, there has to be something related to that. This has just turned into us like discussing our deepest, darkest fear. <laughs> yeah. But good for you, Srihan, because it's not true. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Okay, so this one actually, um, I don't know if this one is true or not, because my trusty source of Wikipedia said it wasn't, but let's just do it anyways. So. The Bloody Mary mirror game is based on Queen Mary I, who bathed in the bloods of virgins to stay youthful. Um, Not a real event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably, you mentioned the guy from that other country, Habsburg. Yeah, it's probably here. Netherlands, yeah. I think. Right? It was, um, no, it was like hung Hungry? Hungry? Wait, let me look back in my notes. I love how yes, we it was talked it about was hungry. Yeah. I love how we talked about this like ten minutes ago. We've all completely forgotten what happened. <laughs> Very true. Okay, here's another one. The legend of thugs driving around and killing anyone who flashes their headlights at them is based on actual gang initiation rites. True or false? I could see that being true. 
I have no clue. I'm so, I'm so confused. I'm so I, I, don't I don't know if follow gang initiation rights, but... Um, <laughs> I think it could be true, because there's always, like, super extreme scenarios. Yeah. Uh, I think it could be true, but, like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Also, the way you said that, Shion, I don't really follow gang initiation rights. It's like you look up in the newspaper, like you go down to Wall Street Journal. It's like the newest gang initiation rights. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's not true, Thank, thankfully. Oh, wait, really? Oh, hold yeah. up. So alligators in New York sewers is real. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. seems more far-fetched than gang initiative, you know. But also, if you think about it, gangs have to, like, be on the low, you know? Because, like, they're already, like, they're, like, literally walking on a tightrope, you know? <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, basically, this is a, another one. So, the concept of a killer who bursts through a medicine cabinet as in Candyman, I guess, which is a movie, is based on real events. Wait, what? Sorry, can we, can we go back? So, like, is he in your medicine cabinet already? And, like, he comes out of the medicine cabinet? Is he in the wall behind it and, like, body checks through it? Like, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that it just sort of, like, he kind of just, like, like a dolphin almost kind of leaps through. But there's, no, there's a wall on the back of your medicine cabinet, right? Does he go through the wall? <laughs> oh, what if he's like hiding, you know, in that space where the insulation is supposed to go? What if he's hiding there? I don't think, I don't think he could. Because you know, like the pink foam stuff that you always wanted to poke as a kid? Like that's glass, yeah. right? Yeah. It's glass, he can't hide there. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it depends. Maybe. Let's see. Okay, that's a, that's a really weird thought. Wait, wait. It's true. What do you mean it's true? I don't know, how does this work? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm Googling this now. So a medicine cabinet is just like a like a cabinet, right? And there's like space yeah. in there, right? Yeah, it's is like it a little mini shelf thing. Is it usually like suspended or is it like on the ground? No, it's suspended because it also like the, I think like the door of the cabinet sort of acts as like the mirror for the sink. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he There's a 2021 version. Yeah, he kind of just came out. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's a 2021 version of it. They're doing a sequel to Candyman. And it's coming out this year. Oh this my god. Movie. It's the movie, right? Yeah, yeah but it's I like based on true events. The original movie is based on true events. I don't know if the second one is. Oh, okay. Okay, it's I'm like still... almost like giving birth. Like, no. From a mess. You're blocked from ever saying anything again on this podcast. Okay, but like, if you yeah, think no. about it, no. Medicine. Yeah, see? Oh, okay. So, Candyman. Thank is you, Shiron. Who can be summoned by a person who says his name name five times to a mirror, resulting in the Candyman killing the summoner by using a hook attached to the body stump of his right arm. So that's what Candyman is. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that brings us back to Bloody Mary. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe they're like, maybe they're in cohorts together. They're like, oh, we said it. We said you said your name three times ago. Come on, you can go. Make him say it two more times so I can have some fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like they take turns. Yeah. yeah. You said cohorts, and I'm getting now that you mean like they work together, but I heard cohorts, and we have been in lockdown long enough that I'm like, oh, he's in co they're in cohort A together. Oh, then cohort B together. And I was like, okay. The fact that we both know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> is also very concerning. Yeah. Rip our cohorts. A and B instead of links and bobcat. Oh my god. I'm sorry, god. wait, what? You're so basically, what? our school mascot is a wildcat. I think we can say that because it's literally not original. Like, there are like 50 other places that have a wildcat wild as their like Isn't that the mascot. Thing? Yeah, and we we're so hyped about it. And then, yeah, and then our freaking like 
I don't even know who came up with the names, but basically Bobcats and Lynx are two wildcats and they thought it was so funny. So yeah. Your cohorts are now named Cohort Lynx and Cohort Bobcat? Yeah. Well, they were, yeah. Okay. um, I don't know how to feel about that. Like it's a negative emotion for sure, but I can't tell what negative emotion it is. It's disappointment. Like they they had so many names they could have picked. Literally like, yeah, yeah, A and B, one or two. Why aren't you guys just using A, A, B, and C? I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. Because our school does things like that. They mess (laughs) things up. I guess they just have too much pride for the Wildcats again. Oh, I have a fun yeah. story actually about Wildcats. Um, not actually, but um, I don't know the exact story, but the year before I went into high school, so when I was in grade eight, um, our school, we put on a musical or a play every year and they put on high school musical, the musical. Um, right. And so our mascot is the Rams. Like we are not a Wildcat school, but somebody put up on top of the stage, the Wildcat logo or like thing from high school musical in honor of them doing the performance, like to keep in character or whatever. Um, and nobody's been able to get it down. So you enter our cafeteria, you don't see rams, you see wildcats. Hey. I love that. School pride at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. School pride, what's that? Literally, our school has <laughs> no school pride. Yeah, we do face Kinda paint funny. on like buyouts and that's it. We do nothing. <laughs> more individualistic instead of school yeah that's that's very true okay so i have three more questions of this quiz so let's just okay. speed through these so basically the main hermit a man who has lived in the woods for decades and stalked campers waiting for the right moment to snatch their belongings was a real person true yeah true i also feel like it was some gremlin teenager who was just like, you know what? Let me mess with people. That's true. That's true. And it's also true. You guys were right. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> Let's go. So basically, one Pennsylvania legend says a faceless boogeyman called Charlie No Face. Also, why would you? <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but. It's so, it's so unoriginal. It's so unoriginal. They're like, oh, hey, there's Charlie with no face. <laughs> no face, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> Basically, Charlie no face. He walks the highway at night. But the person who was, the, the legend was actually based on a real person who was injured in an electrical accident. True. Um, yeah, that's true. Maybe true, maybe true. Weirder things have been true on this list. Weirder yeah. things have been true. You guys are right also. It's true. But also, I feel so bad for this dude. Like, he goes to yeah. trauma. He got injured. And then they're like, oh, hey, there goes Charlie No-Face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're sorry. We're sorry, dude. The wound never ends. Hey, if you see Charlie No-Face, tell him, show him some respect. Yeah. Yeah. Say something nice. Be a good person to Charlie No Face. Pass on the kindness. He's been through a lot. You have to be understanding. Exactly. Okay, so this is our last one. Um, the legend of Cropsy. Cropsy! I don't even know who this is. <laughs> We're coming back to crop circles. We do this every episode. <laughs> I was I was literally panicking because we hadn't said anything about cross circles this entire time. And then this is the moment. <laughs> it's not even about like crop circles at all. The legend of Cropsy is a Staten Island based boogeyman that disembowels children. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Wander into the woods was inspired by a real person. The fact oh. I'm laughing. <laughs> Uh, nervous, hysterical laughter, because according to psychology class, that's the default response you would have to, like, uncomfortable situations. Um, random tangent. Uh, also, we are now, like, disavowing this as part of our cross circle theme, like, merchandise every episode. 
It's not that's hard to true. We're, we're disavowing this as part of the crop circle, like family. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Is this true or not? Disembowels. So that's like... Like head. Ah. And like different limbs. Okay. <laughs> you guys can only hear the audio of this. So yeah. We're, 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 we're miming cutting things off. Drastically <laughs> moving our hands to display decapitation, if you can. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So, what do you guys think? Is it true or not? I want to say it's not true. I really want to say it's false. Well, it's true. I'm really sorry. Oh, oh, yay. Yay. It's Staten Island, man. Staten Island. I know. I mean, if you guys listen to Pete Davidson, I'm sure a lot of stuff goes down. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> that concludes <laughs> our episode. Wonderful, um, happy note we always leave these on. I know. So yes, guys, this concludes our ninth episode. Um, special thanks to Srihan um, yeah. for being on here and dealing with us at 10 at night when he yeah, could probably be doing other better things. Um, yeah, uh, part of the chaoticness of this um, podcast is that we refuse to record anything before 8 o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and then a huge shout out to Mackenzie for editing this episode. Thank you. We love and appreciate you. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a blast. Thank you for coming you. on. This was fun. Yes. It was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. And we will... Oh, also, be sure to follow our Instagram at OTC, or Inlight OTC, and then our <laughs> vlogography as well. And then also follow us on Spotify if you haven't already. Um, and yeah, also tell us your own Bloody Mary sort of stories as well, because we would love to hear that. And also yeah. tell us what you want us to cover next, because we love chatting with you guys. And so do that, please. Yeah, it, it makes <laughs> us feel less isolated. That's <laughs> very true. We feel cool when you guys do that. We we pretend like we have actual fans. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's the episode. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.